Welcome. We are, our session is the Restored Vision for Manhood, and uh, we're looking forward to just sharing with you uh, what God wants to do in the lives of boys, and that God has an adventure for them. They have a character, and there's a task for boys to uh, be involved in, and, and it's up to us as uh, we're all men in here, it's up to us to show the boys uh, what they are to be in Christ. Uh, today, we, I'm, my name is Harry Hunt. I'm the uh, network director for Royal Ranger Ministry and Rick Dostal. Uh, he's actually the, the uh, instructor for the class. I'm assisting him. But uh, what we would like to know from you before we get started is uh, anybody have any expectations from the class? We want to make sure we cover those. Any specific expectations you're expecting to leave here with? Anybody? None. Well, we can why did whatever. you come here? Yeah. <laughs> we can, we, we can give you whatever we want then, right? Restoring manhood to boys, getting boys back on track to becoming godly men. Okay. And uh, synergy is its some value here to this whole event, and that's the ability to strengthen relationships. And so get to know other people. Uh, in other areas of ministry within other churches, and just uh, learn from each other, encourage each other, and uh, just build friendships, which is which is vital. Uh, this is being taped as well, so in, in the future you can get a copy uh, from the uh, network office. But there are many lost boys, a lot of lost boys. A lot of boys have lost their way, and we know what our society is going through right now, you know, the, the, the transgender, the whole thing. Nobody knows what they are anymore, and uh, that manhood has been has been lost. Matthew chapter nine, Jesus told the disciples, "Pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest that He would send out what laborers." laborers. And we need to pray for laborers, and and we are all laborers. The boys of our neighborhoods, looking at restored vision, are lost, and, and Titus speaks to this, and we have a responsibility as godly men to bring in these lost boys and we have to take an active role in mentoring them whether it's through the Royal Ranger ministry which we represent or another ministry regardless of where we find ourselves men we have a responsibility to mentor boys and to to uh, mentoring them to become the next generation of Christ-like men lifelong servant leaders so our duty to God, and it would greatly help our nation as well, is, would be to accept that responsibility and to lead our boys and lead our young men in a highly relational and a fun environment, which is what they, they are lacking. And it's based on that boy's design, the boy's needs, their interests, and it can be accomplished through the Royal Ranger Ministry. It's just a, the Royal Ranger Ministry is the best tool out there to reach boys. It, it is, there's, there's none like it. There's none like it. And so your church that you're involved in, whether it's big or whether it's small, can make it happen. And uh, Rick and I are going to tag team back and forth quite a bit here. And... Uh, <coughs> As I mentioned, my name is Harry Hunt, the network director. I also pastor Erie Shores Assembly of God in Port Clinton, Ohio. Uh, I serve as a, the National Royal Ranger Council president, at least for another week or so, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, And then Rick Dossel, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, um, and who was here at the, the other class? Well, you should have came to that class, because it's a whole lot better than ours. <laughs> but... Those guys did a fantastic job. So if after this one this afternoon, if you didn't get to go to get to go to theirs, be sure to go to their class too because it was awesome. Um, it was. I, I am Rick Dostal. I have been married to Maggie for it'll be 42 years in June. No, I I learned that I can do this like that with my glasses, and that's perfectly okay to point at you and get my point across, and it's and it's not offensive. Right. So if I'm doing this to you a bunch, yeah. you're going to understand, you better pay better that. attention. Okay? Through. So anyway, their class was great. I really enjoyed it. 
Um, been married to Maggie for 42 years. We have a 33-year-old daughter who will be 34 in June. She's still unmarried, a professor at University of Connecticut. Anybody? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, I was trying to lead to something, but it didn't work. Um, I am the local outpost coordinator for a brand spanking new little bitty church, and we're going to expound on that through this whole course. I'm also National FCF Field Advisor and have done several jobs in the National Royal Ranger Office. They were all fantastic, but I'm really happy. Oh, Dave, don't listen. Really happy to be not there anymore and here in a local little outpost. But I'm just fun and Dave. Um, it was a phenomenal experience in my life, and I love what I do. I couldn't be more excited to be here today with you guys and share this. Ben, you was talking about your church and how you want to make rangers help them. I hope that that's one of your expectations, even though you didn't speak up and say it to everybody. I'm pointing on you right now because we want to help guys like you. And that's what my outpost is doing right now. I'm getting into the rest of my class, aren't I? So anyway, I'm Rick Dostal, and I'm having a great time being here. Commander? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rick, he, he did mention he is the past president of the Frontiersman Camping Fellowship for the United States as well, yes, sir. so uh, we're, we're glad for that. All right, well, Royal Rangers, and I'm, I'm going to mention Royal Rangers, that's what I am, but any boys' ministry, we want to model godly manhood, and I think restoring the vision for manhood begins with men, us modeling it. That's where it starts. Our servant leadership within the church is where it starts. And not just in a church, but in our public life. Boys see us wherever we are at, and they see you when you don't know they see you. And we need to be, we need to be living and modeling godly manhood. Boys and young men are invited in their lives to, upon an adventure. It's an adventure. And... Uh, they, they, they are building strength of character and, and discovering a personal task in their life. And it's up to us to guide them in that area. So adventure. Peter Peter was uh, was asked, he went on a great adventure. Christ said, uh, Peter asked this question first of all, is that you out in the water? And Jesus said, yes. It's, if it's you, bid me to what? Come. Now wouldn't you call that an adventure? Getting out of the boat. And walking on water. We always say Jesus was the only one to walk on water. That's not true. Peter did too. Peter walking on water. What an adventure. What an adventure. And so boys need to have faith to obey. And when Jesus asked them to do something to help the needy or to run for class president or high school or whatever, embark on a missions endeavor, it's an invitation to adventure. Adventure. A character. Battles... Anybody ever battle in your life? Struggle, trials, circumstances? Boys are going to go through that as well. And, and Jesus invites them to adventure, which leads to battles where their character then is forged. Boys build the right character by watching Jesus and watching us. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus when he was walking on the water. And what happened? It began to sink. They have to keep their eyes on Christ. You and I have to keep our eyes on Christ. I love what Paul said. Follow me as I follow Christ. We should be able to say that to all the boys. Where were you? Follow me as I follow Christ. And so Christ lifts us when we fail. Boys need to know that as well. But the third thing is a task. Peter experienced a lot of successes. He experienced a lot of failures before he realized his purpose in life. Peter's purpose in life was was realized on the day of Pentecost. He got up and preached, and over 3,000 came to, came to know the Lord. He found his role as a leader in the newest, newly established church. He came alive with boldness and determination. And that's what we want to see in our boys, come alive with that boldness in Christ. Royal Rangers is a mentoring ministry that helps provide the vision of restoring manhood to boys. And your church plays a key role in mentoring the boys of your city. If we're going to change 
our nation, we have to change it by a town, a village, a city at a time. That's how we do it, one boy at a time. And so Paul, he instructed Titus, and this was mentioned in the other class on lost manhood, but he, he instructed Titus to forge strong men who were temperate, worthy of respect, let's back up, he instructed Titus to forge strong men. It begins with boys. Okay, that's how you're forging them. Okay, worthy of respect, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Who would then encourage young boys? So we need to forge each other and encourage to encourage young boys. Men are to be an example for this next generation by doing what is good. Doing what is right, going in back in the Titus, showing integrity and seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. That would be refreshing, wouldn't it? Seeing men living, not being condemned because of their bad attitude and bad behavior. So that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Boys are looking up to us. And may they not say anything, be able to say anything bad about us. If we're going to restore lost manhood, it begins with us. It's not a program. It's not a ministry. It's godly men living spirit-filled lives in front of boys and when boys aren't watching. Okay, So there are um, seven experiences which we have listed on this banner here. Uh, these are our mentoring methods in the Royal Ranger ministry, and I'm going to expound on each one, and, and Rick is going to give an, an up-to-date illustration on what that looks like. So let's begin with friendship. Mentoring in Christ-like manhood. Mentoring in Christ-like manhood. Our mentors, which all of you are mentors, by the way. You don't have to be involved in Royal Rangers to be a mentor. You don't even have to be involved in church to be a mentor. You are mentoring someone. You are an example, aren't you, to somebody? Yeah, absolutely. We are all of. We can't get away from that. So we are committed then to as, as godly men to ensure that friendship, friendship that it charges our atmosphere. We want to be friendly. We need to be friendly. Boys need. They don't need men correcting them all the time. They need they need friends. Boys develop lifelong friends in, in Royal Rangers. And they meet wholesome men, godly men, who will affirm them and who they can look up to. And I have I have men today in their forties calling me because I was their leader when they were a teenager. There's a friendship there. It, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. I think Rick, you're going to talk about that. My wife, Maggie, always often says, you have to make a friend to be a friend. You have to be a friend to have a friend, don't you? And that's one of the things we as mentors do. We're making friends, although we're their adult role and their model, but you still got to be friends with them, right? Because they're not going to just come to you because you're big, tall, strong, and handsome. Not working, is it? Some of you are tall, maybe. You got that part down. But it's one of those things that we need to work on regularly. We just taught the red leadership, one number 101. And the focus on it is getting to know people. And that's why I love these badges that tell, tell me who everybody is here. Because I can say, hey, Ben, how you doing? Rather than, well, I can't see yourself. So, hey, what's your face? So it's a whole lot more respect, receptive when I said Wayne instead of what's your face. And that's a big deal in our outpost. And just the other night, I was asking somebody, what's her name? And the kid just busted up laughing like, you're supposed to know that name. You don't say, hey, what's your face anymore? I'm going, no, I really don't know her name. What is her name? And so... They love that. And so when we're joking with each other, we've got that funny thing that other people don't realize what it is, but we've got that bond. It's something special between us guys. 
right? Not only be a friend, but be a mentor. We're leading them on the journey to Christ-like manhood and servant leadership, which Commander just talked about. We need to be men of commitment. Fully devoted to your spouse. God's one. God's number one, right? And then our wife, because guys, if you still got kids at home, they're going to go off to school somewhere, and you're going to be stuck with her, or you're going to be privileged to be in love for the next 20 or 30 or 40 more years. So be fully committed to her and devoted to her. I'm not stuck with Maggie. I love her still and want everybody to know that. Then our family, my daughter comes after that, right? My mom and dad and all those, and I love them and want to be part of them. Then our work, and then our pastor, our church, and then our ministry. We need to be fully devoted. And you got to learn how to separate those things so that everybody gets their fair share. Right? Commitment requires, number one, self-discipline. Why? Because it's our responsibility to finish the race. That ought to be written down in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> finish the race. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <coughs> Determination to start things. Oh, it's easy to start stuff, isn't it? I bet bunches of us have these projects all laid out on our workbench. Yeah, buddy. See that one right there? That's my project. Oh, really? How long have you been working on it? About 20 years. We need to have determination to finish this project, see them through, responsibility to be a person that people can count on. I have Royal Rangers. Commander just mentioned that boys who come up to them. And I got a couple of stories I want to share with you. I went back to California and was visiting my folks, and on 4th of July they do this huge fireworks booth fundraiser. And my dad's turn was to lock it up at midnight that night, which I couldn't do that anymore. Midnight's a late, late shift, you know? And so we took a big long nap before so they could be there at midnight to lock up the booth. Well, while we're there standing, this big tall guy standing over there and he's talking to this boy about this tall they're just jabbering about what can he buy and all that stuff. So finally that tall guy sends his boy over and tells him what to do. He walks over to me and I look up to him and he said, Hi. I said, Hello. And he said, Are you Commander Rick? I said, Yes, sir, I am. He said, You remember me? And I said, No, sir, I don't. We met somewhere. He said, Yeah, when I was that big, I was one of your Royal Rangers. My name is Richard. And if you'll remember, when I had to leave, I asked you if you'd adopt me. He said, no way, you're not Richard. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, man, I lost track of you. I tried calling and everything. And he said, I know, when we left, my mom was into drugs and acid rock and all that stuff. And she ran off with this rock and roll star guy. And he said, I got far, far away from the Lord. And I was laying in bed one Sunday morning and I heard your voice. Somebody said my voice is a little bit distinctive. I don't know. But I heard your voice and said, Richard. He said, and it was angry. Richard, what are you doing? He said, I bolted up in bed and I looked around. Wow, that was a bad dream. So I laid back down and he said, I heard you say, Richard, what are you doing? This is not what I taught you to do or how to be. So I bolted up in bed and said, Commander, I'm sorry. And he looked around and said, I'm having nightmares. He said, it happened to me the third time. And he said, I got up and I told the lady that I was living with that I'm going to church. And she said, yeah, you really are stoned. He got up, went to church, rededicated his life to the Lord. He said, and Commander, I want you to know that little boy his mama and I are married, and he's in Royal Rangers where we live right now. Now, I'm telling you, these things are real-life things. And if I don't light your fire, boys, your wood is wet. Because this is why we're here. We're here to make an impression and 
bring some boys along and get them out of these messes. I have dads and moms come up to me and say, Commander, what did you do to my boy? And oh no. Pastor, I'm sorry, I didn't be get you in this lawsuit and you're wondering why. And this mom said, What have you done to my boy? I said, Ma'am, I don't understand what you're asking me. She said, Roy was having the most horrible time in school. Straight F's, maybe a D, but he was failing. And now he's saying, Yes, ma'am, thank you, please. His room's clean, and he's getting C's and B's. What did you do to my boy? I just loved him a little bit. Just the other day, we had an event at our church, and my wife took a single mom out to the movie so they could have a mom day out, and I took her son, Josiah, second grader, and we finished the event at the church, and I hauled him over to my house, and we saw a big four-wheel drive truck, and he said, Oh, man, them four-wheelers are really cool, aren't they? I said, that's what this is. He said, no way. I said, yeah. I said, see that big lever right there? Blah, blah. He said, wow, that's cool. I said, you want to try it out? Yeah, we do. So I took him around my backyard, and I go down off the hill. I said, push that lever forward, boy, and he pushes it hard as he can, gets it in the four-wheel drive. We swing around the back of the house, and there's two deer in the backyard. He's going all glue off that, and... We spin around the yard a couple, three times and come back up the hill and park the truck. I said, take it out of four-wheel drive now. And he was all excited. We went down through the tomahawks for a little while. I showed him how to use a drill. I showed him how to glue two boards together. This all took 30 or 40 minutes. Wednesday night at Rangerson comes up to me real quietly. He says, when can I come back to your house? We have a project to finish. I'm thinking, what project? He said, that board we glued together, we got to do something with it. So I'm glad I didn't throw that board away, you know? Okay. Friendship, that's the importance of friendship. And that, that just, that's just one, one part of restoring lost manhood. Boys being realize what they are. Second thing is activities. Bringing men and boys together around mutual interests. The boys are going to be restored. The man who's going to be restored in their lives is going to take, again, hit it, hit it, it's not a secret. Uh, it's not rocket science. It's godly men. That's what's going to do it. Godly men. So Royal Rangers, uh, and anything you do with boys, needs to be hands-on adventure. Rick just described that. Side-by-side relationship building. It's, it's how boys learn and how they relate best. Uh, we know boys are different than girls, right? We know that? Yes. Uh, in a lot of different ways. We're different than girls. And we learn different than girls learn. And the things that the way you, you, you teach a girl is different than how you teach a boy. Boy, we're, we're side by side, hands on, working together. Girls are face to face having a cup of tea or something. But we don't learn that way. But society has has taken boys and shoved them into the other, the, into the, the, the feminine role, and they don't learn that way. And so activities are different. Beyond the fun, boys discover they have what it takes to be men. They'll discover that as they spend time with mentors, leaders, men, whether it's outdoors, whether it's in the gym, whether it's on a computer, whether it's on a service project site, a ministry around the church, Royal Rangers provides boys with fun activities. And, and there's five specific areas. We call them our core competencies. Outdoor activities, sports, trade skills, technologies, and arts. We, we get the boys involved in those main areas. And many activities involve earning merits. And uh, so don't, don't let that be a, a drawback. We're going to explain that in the next in the advancement system. But merits are, are awards based on the development of skills that the boys are doing in one or more of these areas. Uh, Rick, you got an example of that. Yes. Um, there are things that we need to do that can help us, can help our boys, can help our pastors, can help people in the church. It can help people out of the church. And there's examples of that. We had a little old fella at our church before I came here. 
and he got wheelchair bound and there was no way for him to get up to his house and so one of the commanders who knew this family said is there anything we do to help them I said, sure we need to create a Royal Ranger Merit to go fix them a ramp and he said well there's not a merit for this then make one so I, I love to use this box example. I love boxes. Man, you can put a lot of cool stuff in them. I'm making two or three right now out of some beautiful cherry wood, and that's a whole other session. But the boxes are really cool, but I love to leave the lid off the top of them because I'm not going to get stuck in that box. So I think this might even be later, but we'll come on it again. If there's a merit and it says you have to do these certain specific things, open the lid, guys. Make those things fit in there somewhere, but really get outside that box. We went and built a ramp for this guy to get in and out of his house. He loves Royal Rangers. He doesn't even know what Royal Rangers is, but he loves it. Talks to everybody in his neighborhood about it. One of our good friends was a uh, veterinarian, and this lady who he'd taken care of her dog for as long as that dog was alive, and he wondered if it was ever going to die her husband died and for four years nobody took care of her backyard she had trees an inch and a half in diameter coming through her deck and he said is there anything Royal Rangers can do for her sure we love to use chainsaws and hatchets and cool stuff like that so about six of us we went over there in my brand spanking new truck that I just bought that night Took it over the next morning. We loaded stuff. I have a picture of Edward Martinez, that little boy pulling the rope. I have a picture of him standing on top with a pitchfork like this, and he's about six feet above the cab. <clears throat> we cleared that backyard out and hauled off four loads of that stuff out of her backyard. She loved us so much, she made a really nice donation to Royal Rangers. He loved us so much that that's been at least four years ago. He just sent my brand new outpost a $2,000 donation. He hasn't forgot about Royal Rangers, and I'm not even there anymore. <clears throat> Simeon, he is a bookworm. That kid can read a book every two or three hours. Only comes to Royal Rangers so that he doesn't have to go to youth. And I'm not saying anything bad about youth, but that's Simeon. He doesn't want to go to youth. So he comes to Royal Rangers, and I always ask him, you want to come to Pow Wow? No, me and my dad, we don't like camp. And I said, you don't have to camp, just come to Pow Wow. So we set it up where they had a nice little tent, they got to share together. They haven't missed a Pow Wow for seven years. Because it wasn't, quote, camping. We did something different. Pastor Leo said, man, I'd love to come camping with my two little boys, but I'm not going to camp. I don't know how. He said, I said, come and go with us. We'll take good care of you. He said, no, you'll play one of them nasty tricks on us. I said, I promise you, Pastor, if you come and anybody even thinks about a nasty trick, I personally will deal with it. He said, are you serious? I, said, I will make this the most pleasant adventure of your life, with the exception if it rains, I can't do anything about that. It didn't rain, thank God. But, and really, I mean, thank you, God. And so we... Got a nice tent, one of our newest ones. We set it up. I got his cot from him in advance. I had his bed made. I had his pillow tucked. We had everything, a little cot, set, a chair sitting out front. We wrote Pastor Leo tag on the front of it and said, do not touch. And everybody comes in and goes, wow, what's so special about him? And I told the story. Pastor Leo comes, he takes his sleeping bag and rolls it out and says, wow, what's the trick? Going to fall on me? I told you, no tricks. Pastor Leo, who was a pastor who swore off rangers, said it's just a babysitting program, is one of their biggest advocates right now, and he's preached at district councils and everywhere else telling how wonderful Royal Rangers is. His two boys will have their GMA. We'll look at the uh, advancement systems, the next one. That, that's just the personal growth the spiritual growth process of a boy. And uh, we are challenged, and we challenge boys in the Royal Ranger ministry to embark on an adventure that requires them to participate in some activity. Uh, it, it's a spiritual journey, 
and that spiritual journey is what forges their character. One of the reasons we've lost our, our, our manhood is that we've lost our character. It's not been forged. Maximizing the boy's leadership potential. Every boy has a potential to be a leader. Every one of you in here are, are leaders. And to the uneducated eye, the the advancement system, um, boys are they're learning survival skills, they're learning various other skills, uh, playing sports, uh, music videos, repairing the home of an elderly person that Rick described, and and various things like that. Uh, but in the process of, of all of that, we as men are to lay, and, and I know the Royal Ranger Ministry does this, that lays a biblical foundation. And one of the key things is it, it lays a biblical foundation for, for of, of sexual expression, all Bible-based and um, age-specific, okay? All through the Bible, we, we take them through that, depending on the age of the boy. Sexual expression, a world view. This is why we, we've lost the manhood in America. These things have all been um, uh, polluted by our society. It's not what God has intended. So we, we get them back on track. It's sexual expression, a proper world view, a biblical world view, culture, manhood, and leadership. And those are the five things that we really ingrain in boys. And that is one of the biggest ways to, to restore lost manhood. So by awarding merit badges, boys are, are just guided on it. You measure their where they are at. We all need to examine our own selves, don't we? Where are we at with Christ? Are you closer to the Lord today than you were six weeks ago? If you're, if you're not, you're not growing. So we have to measure, and I hope your pastor challenges you to measure yourself. And so the advancement system is just a way for us to measure a boy's, uh, where, where he is at and his growth, specifically his spiritual growth, his personal growth. And Rick had a great example of boys' grades just started getting better. Investing time into, into the lives of boys. So we have skill merits, and uh, we have a track club. You have a thing on your, on your desk with that. Uh, just a resource, online resource delivery system, of leadership merits, Bible merits. So we're, 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 there, is, there is no end to how we can mentor a boy to become like Christ. Each boy is different. Luke lived for merits. Eat, breathe, sleep, raw energy. He was a homeschool kid. That was their curriculum. Had his GMA as the youngest age possible. Eat, breathe, and sleep merits. That was him. Simeon, he came to, another Simeon, he came to Rangers just because it was the place to be. That's where my buddies went. I'm there for the fun. He didn't really focus on merits whatsoever. But just recently, his commander called me and said, do you know how close Simeon is to his GMA? I said, no, I don't. He said, you know, you've been making us keep track with track club of these boys, and I just got curious, and I pulled his records up, and he has earned these merits, even though he really wasn't focused or trying to. He was there. He did the requirements. He's got two things to do to complete his GMA. That kid's going to have it before you know it. <clears throat> merits can be fun. Jonathan, I got a phone call from a young man. Jonathan, he joined the Marines. He was home, uh, home on leave, and he said, Commander, I want you to know that we got out into some boondocks place, and there were some chickens running around, and we've been eating them little canned ration stuff for so long we couldn't already stand them. And I told these guys, somebody said, man, I'd love to have some chicken dinner. He said, well, let's make some chickens. You guys want to catch them? Well, I'll show you how to do this. They said, you know how to do that stuff. He said, oh, yes, I do. So they found some eggs, he caught some chickens, and he used his Royal Ranger skills how to make a chicken out in the jungle. <coughs> he said, I'm a hero now with those guys. And you're the one who taught me 
how to cook a chicken. Can you believe it, guys? I'd mentioned about the curriculum. One of the comments in here says legalistic curriculum. I had a guy say, Rick, that curriculum, it's per letter, per everything, this, that, 200-word essays, all that stuff. He said, I don't even write 200-word essays. How do you expect a little kid to do that? <clears throat> so you get a big whiteboard up here. I probably said chalkboard at the time. But you get a big whiteboard up here, and you guys all talk about this. I'll bet you if we started talking about how to cook a chicken, I could fill up that whole board right this minute. Couldn't we? Yeah. So there will be over 200 words on there. I look at every one of you guys and say, okay, you guys see all that stuff? We had a really good time talking about that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. There's your 200-word essay. Check it off the list. Leave the lid open on your box, fellas. Don't let that stuff mess you up. Oh, before I say, I want to say, I choose to allow our curriculum, that track club stuff and your handbook stuff, to be a guideline to make sure my boys and young men have fun and get dirty. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Uh, I'll do a plug for our powwow this June. Um, our speakers is uh, David Gross, who served three tours in Afghanistan. And uh, a lot of these guys that growing up in the Royal Ranger Ministry in Ohio are now in the military and, and going different different areas. And they, what we did as leaders, what you do as a man with a boy, impacts their life all the way through. Not just currently, but all the way through. It has an impact. Interactive learning, that's our next one. Hear, see, do, and teach. If all you do is just hear it, hear it, hear it, you get tired and you leave, just like Dave's walking out right now. <laughs> but the next thing we have to do is see, okay? Personal development in Royal Rangers and, and ministry to boys is all about hands-on fun. Hearing, seeing it being done, and then doing it. And here's a key thing, teaching it. Boys teaching boys. Now they're accomplishing something in life. Where do they get that? When do they have the opportunity to teach other boys? <clears throat> Okay, so that's interactive learning. It's vital. And he mentioned getting hands-on fun and getting dirty. Boys learn by hearing, seeing, doing, and when appropriate, teaching others. It's just learning by doing. It's, a, it's an important aspect of restoring manhood. Noted Christian writer John Maxwell, most of you guys know him. He says, a leader must know the way if he is to show the way. When I was little... I was the kind who my dad would say, okay, here's how you tie your shoe. And he'd tie it for I got it, Dad, and then I, I didn't have to do it. Let me show you again. Now, thank you, Lord Jesus, because my dad's the most patient man in the world. He would show me again. I got it, Dad. I got it. I still couldn't do it. And he would show me until I finally did get it. And he would say, let me show you again. No, no, I got it. I got it. Well, he was the kind of guy who made sure that I did get it. He didn't just give up on me and say, okay, you got it, trip and fall over your shoelaces. He made sure I got it. <clears throat> How many of the rest of you guys are the same way? It's hear, see, do, and teach. Now I can teach somebody how to tie their shoes if they'll buy shoes with strings on them. <laughs> Let them make mistakes. Ben, here's a stove. The burner's on. I tell you, that's hot. You say, okay, what does that mean? I mean, it's hot. You say, okay. I said, don't touch it, Ben, it's hot. You're going, I'm, okay, I don't know what that means. Now reach over and touch that stove. Whoa, that's hot! You know what hot means now, don't you? So sometimes mistakes are okay. I, mean, I don't want Ben to put his face there and catch his hair on fire. But I do want him to understand what hot means. So sometimes a mistake's going to work, right? When Josiah was there drilling the hole, first hole went out the side. Uh-oh, that didn't work, did it? No. Let's drill another hole, and here's how you hold it. You line it up, and let's make this thing work. Allow boys to choose what they want to do. We just started a brand new outpost. It's the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. Because for 39 years this September, I have stepped into an outpost. It was already going. Now I'm starting a brand new one. And 
I'm not bragging, but I just left outpost coordinator position for the second largest outpost in the nation. I had lots of commanders and 208 boys. So it was fun to be there. But it's more fun now doing a brand new outpost. And so the first thing we show them, we show them a list of like 200 and how many merits we have now, 215 or something. And I'm saying, oh, here's all the stuff you can do. And when you hear one you like, tell me, we'll put a check. So we check like, if there's 215, they check like 229 of them or something. So we go through and I say, okay, let's narrow it down. We finally got to BB guns. Boys, let them be boys, right? So unbeknownst to them, you have to have two required merits to get to the BB gun merit. I said, great choice, guys, I love it. Okay, before you do that, we're going to do the NRA Eddie Eagle, teach them what a gun is and how to be safe. Then we're going to do firearm safety because I don't want them pointing the thing at me. But then now we're going to take them to the paintball thing and let them shoot each other. I don't get that part. But anyway, <laughs> then we took them to um, marksmanship, which is a required merit, before they start the BB guns. And then finally they get to the BB guns. So I had a whole quarter of merits laid out because they chose one. And they had so much fun they couldn't hardly stand it. So we as leaders, we plan, we encourage, and we lead those boys. They will not only grow in wisdom, but in God's love. Because they're having so much fun, they're inviting their friends. One of them invited his brother to his council, our very first council of achievement. And his two brothers showed up and said, Dude, why didn't you tell us you was having this much fun? Well, I tried to tell you guys. No, you didn't. They asked, Can we come? Sure. <clears throat> so they came, and I hear... The older brother whispered to the one under the one that's been coming. He said, this is a lot of fun. And we're just doing stuff that we're supposed to be doing as men and Royal Ranger leaders. Let them get dirty. I can give you stories all day long about dirty. <laughs> Last powwow I was at at Missouri, it rained. I mean, it rained from the second we got there to the second we left. <clears throat> I said, Commander, take the boys to the breakfast line. So he's going like this through the mud puddles like that and around the corner. And I'm at the very end and I'm cracking up. Boys look at him zigzagging through there. They take their shoes and socks off. As muddy and dirty as they could be, he gets up to the kitchen. He turns around. They're all muddy from their knees down with their shoes and socks in their hand. He looks at me and says, why don't you tell them to stop? They're just boys. I tell mamas that all the time. Did you have trouble with him? No. Well, you got to take drugs to calm him down. I said, well, you didn't let him have enough fun. So let's get him out there and let him have some fun. That's right. A lot of things you don't want to tell the mothers that happens on the camp out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's but Aaron Snyder? Why does he come home without any underwear or socks? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, back in 2000 we got rained out at, at Heartland and, and uh, Radiant Life's outpost just um, you, 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 I don't know if you were there as a boy or not but um, everybody's worried about getting all muddy and they're just these boys are taking off running down the hill and sliding through the mud and, oh my goodness but yeah, don't let the mothers know everything next thing is uniforms that's just a group identity. Actually, Rick is wearing a, the utility uniform for Royal Rangers. I'm wearing the, the casual, as its other ones are. We, you know, you may hear that we're the local bowling team, but we're not. We are Royal Ranger leaders. But boys want to belong, and uh, Royal Rangers just gives young men who want to band together. Aren't gangs popular today? The wrong type of gangs are popular, but there's something about them. It's a sense of belonging. That's why kids joined them. And if we don't get them into the church, they're going to get into some sort of gang in the world. And uh, it's up to us as godly men to, to bring them into the church. And so uniforms is one, one way. We band together to serve the Lord wholeheartedly, a place of belonging and image and identity. Of which we can be proud. There's so many options on uniforms. You see two of them here. And there's a utility. He has a special one, which I'm wearing. There's a wards vest for the boys and so forth. For them to put their patches and merits on. 
Um, that just down the t-shirts, our outpost has t-shirts and blue jeans. So uh, just, just a lot of ways, just for the boys to what? Know that they belong to something, that they're important, and uh, they have a good time. Rick? Our very own superintendent yesterday said, look at all the Royal Rangers. He identified it. Yeah, you guys have red shirts last year because most of them had that one on yesterday. Yeah, well, look at their new shirts. He identified us because of what we were wearing. These are a couple examples of the other shirts. For my leaders where I came from, I got them a polo shirt that identified them. I mentioned Dr. Larry Tolk. He wears his Royal Ranger shirts to his college class. And people are saying, boy, young men are saying, how's a Royal Ranger? Yeah, well, what are you doing now? So... I can't tell you how many great young men we got in our outpost for that. And then you get something that's just really casual. There, their uniform, uh, they had a uniform inspection on Saturday morning. Every year I got a brand new t-shirt, it was part of our charter fees, got a brand new t-shirt, and we opened the box on Saturday morning after breakfast, just before we marched the uniform inspection. And we handed them a brand new t-shirt, they put it on, and everybody had a pretty clean shirt on. We won. We won. <laughs> but this is one. And you come up with your own designs. We did. On this one here, just had our outpost number on it. Sometimes they say, make it happen. And that's our personal slogan there, which we brought here to Ohio with us. But you can get those t-shirts for 5 or $6 from the right place. It doesn't cost that much. So uniforms are a way for them to identify Thanks. The next one is uh, patrol system. Anybody ever hear of small groups? Small groups. I think the first successful small group was Jesus and his disciples. I think the second one since Missionette started before War Rangers would have been the girls' ministry. Then War Rangers. We are actually a small group ministry. Think about it. It's a it's a patrol system. Five to eight boys. A small group. Young men want to influence. They want to uh, try their wings, so to speak. Guys only, small group. Think about it. It'll work any size church. Guys only, small group. This allows that group of boys just to have fun together, share responsibility for leadership, learn teamwork, grow spiritually, and, and grow uh, within their own church and their own personal lives. So we have a patrol system. We're not going to get into that, but I'm telling you, it's the greatest small group out there. There's a group of boys and a couple men leading them to become what? Men of God. Godly men. Rick? Use tried and proven methods. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Where I came from at Life360... <clears throat> What, what is our, as Royal Ranger leaders, usually our biggest complaint, our competition? Don't say it out loud. It's not the youth. Because if you think that, you didn't open the box lid. Where we came, I came from, I went to the youth pastor, who happened to be new at the time. I said, Pastor, look it. You have been mandated to make sure that your youth boys who are also my Royal Rangers, go to and attend small group sessions. You don't have anything on Sunday night. I want the older boys to come to Rangers. We don't have room for them on Wednesday night, and they have to pick and choose between Rangers or youth on Wednesday. You give me Sunday, I'll make your boys go to the small group that they're required to be at. They have a fantastic, successful ARs and ERs. Work together. Yeah, right. Okay, next, uh, the last one there is service and ministry. Servants first and, and leaders second. It's not, and I say this a lot when I preach, it's not all about you. Or it's not all about me. Right? Not about us. And there's a lesson, this is a lesson boys learn and, and, and from godly men. Meaningful opportunities are provided in, in that tape that wants to stick to that wall there, are provided in, in service 
and in ministry to move. It's okay. Yeah, forget that. To to move boys beyond themselves to help others. Our society today is teaching our children and our young people that it's all about who? Them. It's all about them. One the one reason we've lost the manhood because it's all about them. It's not about others anymore, but that's just the opposite of what Christ taught. It's just the opposite of being godly. We need to instill attitudes and behaviors of lifelong servants. We had the, uh, my wife and I had the opportunity the last couple months to, to help an 18-year-old boy whose whole life it's all been about him. That's tough, dealing with somebody where it's all about them. That's difficult. I mean, almost... It's almost impossible. It's not all about you. It's not all about self. There's a local outreach, and we need to reach out to others. The most important role as a as a leader of boys can play in, in, in its is in its community to share the message of Christ in a way that is clear, in a way that is biblical in a way that is appealing to others. And Rick gave some great illustration about helping other people, serving. Your group can can accomplish its central purpose, can always do that if we're actively pursuing the mission of Christ and helping others and, and just ministering to other people, pursuing a plan to attract new boys as well. And Royal Rangers... Has has since 1962 has has been one of the most effective tools for reaching boys. I am a product of it. I I began Roar Rangers in 1964, and I was in it as a boy, and then became involved in leaders in 1975, and just reached. I've seen so many boys reach for Christ, hundreds, hundreds, probably thousands. If you start thinking about it, it's it's one of the most effective tools for reaching boys. And uh, a lot of church leaders can, can testify of how Royal Rangers has attracted boys to the church. Right, Pastor? Absolutely. That's, a, that's, that's Rick's pastor sitting back there and, and how that church is just starting to take off. By what? Getting boys. There's a statistic out there. I'm not sure how high it is, but it, it's somewhat like if, if you reach a man... There's a 90% chance you're going to get the family. If you just reach the mother, it's, it drops way down to, what, the 30s? 30% chance you're going to get the family? You see how important boys are? That's how important. Restoring uh, the, the, the vision for lost manhood. We, we have a job ahead of us as men, not just Royal Ranger leaders. You, you forget that. Because if Royal Rangers uh, tomorrow was, was no more, we still have a calling, according to the book of Titus, to mentor young boys. That's the calling. It's not Royal Rangers or whatever ministry you want to put onto it. It's a calling. The Lord has put it upon us as godly men to reach boys. We can't get away from it. You can't run from it. A lot of them are trying. I tried. I tried, but it didn't work. But in order to be fully effective, we have to be intentional in our efforts. And reaching boys, and Rick's got some intentional. Do fun things. I like to camp, so we'll probably do a bunch of camping. Ben likes technology. Get Ben to come into your outpost, like I did with Michael, and say, "Dude, would you come to my Royal Ranger?" No. Wait a minute. Hear me out. Would you come to the Royal Ranger meeting? No. Listen to me, Mike. Would you come to the Royal Ranger meeting and teach the boys? No. Hear me out, please. Teach them how to use a computer. I got a computer merit. Computers. I love computers. Yeah, here's the merit. Would you look at this and tell me if you'd like to teach? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. No, look at it first. I'd love to. No. You tell me next week, because I don't want to know right now. You tell me next week. He comes back. Oh, man, I got this memorized. When do you want to start? Mike hasn't left the outpost for seven years. He's still begging him to teach more computer merits. There's only one, Mike. I'm sorry. 
So, be creative. We did a father-son camp out. I did a friends-only camp out one time. I told my boys, you can't come to this camp unless you bring somebody who don't come to Rangers. Oh, yeah, you're going to come by yourself. I'll bring one of my friends who's not a Royal Ranger. So I bring my buddy Jim, who I went to high school with, and they show up with their buddies. We go down and have a great time. He's a Boy Scout leader. He teaches us a song, one we didn't know. We had a blast. We teach him some things. He took back to his meetings. Friends only camp. Sometimes, or, or one time we had a pastor who just came and he was a military chaplain and he had this whole pickup load of old military army stuff and rations and stuff. And he said, man, can you use any of this stuff from Rangers? Sure. He said, what are you going to do with it? I said, I don't know. So we came up with we're going to do a G.I. Joe camp out. You can only eat these rations. We're going to teach them how to cook. you got to wear some kind of green army shirt or something and bring squirt guns and water balloons. We had the most fun in the National Forest that you are allowed to have eating nasty food, wearing raggedy old used clothes, and squirting each other till we almost drowned. Be creative. It doesn't have to be the specific thing that's written down in that merit. If it says take them on a camp out, yeah, buddy. Teach them something new while you're doing it. Be creative. Okay, thank you, Rick. Well, our time is about up. Yeah. That was fun. It went fast. Yeah. Okay. Come back uh, you for have lesson a, uh, two next, <laughs> next time. <laughs> you have in front of you a, a, um, a brochure on track club and also a the Royal Rangers Quick Start Guide. And if you uh, want more of those, we have a stack of them over there. We also have some books on Journey to Manhood. Be important for your boys to learn, read yourself, and then to help judge your boys. And those are for sale for $10 each. Anybody have any questions? We're almost out of time. Which we, we're cutting our teaching off. But no questions? I'm told that you can get this information by going on ohiorangers.org to get a hold of us and then we'll find out how we're supposed to get you this um, We, I tried to create a uh, PowerPoint to go along with this but it's pretty hard for a PowerPoint to keep up with my crazy brain because some of the stories I told you weren't on here there's other stories that are and we just had fun kind of ad-libbing a little bit here but if you want some of this information, it's video or yeah, videotaped. You didn't know there was video when you did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's audio taped. It's going to be available. Um, go to OhioRangers.org. If you got questions, they'll tell you how to track us down. Amen. Anything else? What can we do specifically for you? Yes. So is there training available for churches that need Royal Rangers? Oh, absolutely. There, um, there's Ranger Basics and Ranger Essentials, safety. There's a whole list of stuff on a banner that won't stay up on the wall. And it's got anywhere else? No. It's got the other all end of it. kinds of training that is available from the basics right here. It's for new leaders. Both of those are. And there's no specific order. And those are awesome classes, especially if you get Commander Harry or Commander David to come help you teach. Those are fantastic. And then there's church safety. We call it ranger safety, but your pastor needs to go to that one. And then you can move up from there to first aid, CPR, all those things. And then there's some advanced classes that you can go to. NEC for elementary um, ranger kids, elementary age kids. And NRMC, which is... Um, for everybody else. Fantastic training. There's several online courses you can do in some from a half hour to a couple hours long. So plenty of training. Yes. Just contact an area leader at Royal Rangers, which is on the website. And we'll make it happen in your church. You better believe it. All right. Somebody else. Well, nobody else is going to say anything. He's really modest. He's not going to tell you guys part of that story. I'm his pastor. Okay. Um, we really needed something to show us. We, we, we started eight people here. We're up in the building now. But, um, and we got them. He showed up at my door Easter, right before Easter last year. 
and uh, started talking with him, and he he got everything in a row. He took three really good guys, trained them before they ever started. I mean, before we they had three meetings and, and complete training for a kid ever Saturday. Started three months ago with, with the promise of one kid, one of my regular people's sons. In three months now, he's got ten very regulars and thirteen very quite frequently. Um, to the point that he's inspired. I, I mean, I was having a hard time getting stuff put together for children. That's that's going to be my wife's big issue. I, now I have more women than we need texting me saying, "What can we do?" Like there's, he's setting up training for mission X now. Um, it's been phenomenal. I mean, it, it just absolutely has, and he's not going to tell you all that. And I, we ain't got enough time for me to tell you the rest. I mean, the, the kids, he's giving you brief little snippets. There's kids' lives that already been dramatically changed. Kids that, kids that were getting kicked out of school are getting awards for behavior. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's, That's not an exaggeration. Good. So, this is a, this is this is an amazing. And, and I'm not a big. I have very little contact. When he started, I said, I'll support you. I know nothing about doing this. You know, so it's not like I'm some big advocate about this. I'm just telling you what I've seen in the last year and specifically in the last three months. It's been amazing. So. Awesome. Great testimonial. We need yeah. you to write that out. <laughs> that would be my commander's job. Right? <laughs> as long as you I mean, sign it. I just took a pastoral ministry class and they talked about delegation. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, great. We're going to delegate that to you. Oh. <laughs> write that, write that testimonial off did, from did, a pastor. Were, were you here yesterday leading up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning loads? All right. We'll do that. Very good. Well, I know probably the next thing you want is lunch. So it's lunchtime. Lord bless you all, and it's good to meet you all, and the privilege to be able to speak to you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Harry. Good job, guys.